You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, yo. Yes, no, 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 chance no, 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 Take what's mine, they're just too frail. Hey, yo. Yes, no, no, chance no, no, Take what's mine, they're just too frail. Hey, yo. Are you ready for war? Then bring it on. Not craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. Hope I don't rat at it from the hash and grass at it. I spit in mad rapid like I took a bad package. You pay tolls of the drummer. I easy pass static. But when it's time, my bad habit, let the back. Welcome, everybody. To the WWE Rundown. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me, John is here. Uh, I sure am, and uh, got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> uh, it is just the two of us tonight. Uh, and if we didn't get taken off of Twitch for playing it, I'd play that song. But uh, instead, <laughs> how was your Father's Day? Uh, I hung out with my daughter, so that was fun. Um, it was a normal Sunday hang for us, but still, it was, it was cool. Good. Good. How about uh, you? It was pretty good. Um, got to uh, to eat some really bad food before I started my diet yesterday. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, my ideal day is to just be chill and, uh, and lay around. So I got to do that. I got to catch up on some Hell's Kitchen. Uh, on the, on the old couch and yeah, it was it was good. So can't complain. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, special shout out obviously to uh, all the dads out there who celebrated uh, Father's Day this past weekend in uh, America. Uh, I'm not sure if other countries have those policies as well, but uh, if they if they do or they don't, shout out to all the fathers out there who are doing a good job. So, uh, obviously, we have a lot to talk about because we do have Hell in a Cell to go over, which was this past weekend. Um, but before we get into that, we do have uh, one item of news that I saw, uh, and I'm not sure if you caught it or not, but did you happen to see uh, the video of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff? No, no. Okay. Uh, Paul is in the hospital right now. Um, he is having um, a lot of failing health, a lot of health issues, and dementia. Um, his son, Troy Orndorff, posted a video of his dad um, in pretty rough shape. And he took the time to blame his dad's current condition on CTE caused by the World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. Um, so 
obviously, um, we, you hate to see uh, somebody that has to go through a lot of health issues later in their life. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the whole blaming a company um, on, on the whole CT thing when, you know, it was... It, it, it just... They, they didn't know back then, obviously. And we've had conversations about CT in the past. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, hopefully... Um, you know, Paul can get a little bit of help on this. He has beaten cancer. Uh, I think it was just like three or four years ago that he actually went through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we're able to, uh, to keep Mr. Wonderful around for a little bit longer at least. Yeah. With, uh, I mean, I guess like, there's obviously you don't want anyone to die, but also like fucking dementias. Like, yeah, that's tough, man. Like I, I never encountered it like directly in my family, but I've like, uh, when I used to wait tables, there was like, uh, an elderly couple that was particularly keen on having me wait on them. And one of them was definitely like getting to that point where like, would say something to me and then the next time I circled back around would say the exact same thing to me. Like, yeah. and it was just like, yeah, aging is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like I said, um, it's uh, it's it's terrible news considering that uh, you know he he did obviously recently um, beat cancer and things were looking on the up and up but uh, you know he is 71 he has had um, a very good long life you know he's been able to see his son grow up as well um, but yeah we uh, you know our hearts go out to everyone in the Orndorff family Yeah. That, apparently, uh, in much much smaller news, Tony Storm apparently came out as bisexual. She did. She did. One of the the nice things um, about Pride Month is that you know it, it has started to branch out a little bit more, where people feel more comfortable uh, with the um, kind of a, um, publicly announcing you know who they are or or what they're what they are, and. Um, obviously I talked about it, uh, with the, with the round of it about a couple of weeks ago, about like seven or eight different, uh, independent workers. Um, we know about, uh, Sonya Deville obviously is kind of the biggest name, uh, Jake Atlas as well. Um, but yeah, it, it was uh, very interesting to hear, uh, Tony Storm. She actually took over the NXT Twitter, I believe it was, or Instagram or something like that. And was, uh, um, and took that time to, uh, to announce it on there. So um, good on her. Yeah, just uh, yeah, I, that's it's great. And we also had uh, um, the first uh, NFL current NFL player come out as openly gay with Carl uh, Nassib. Uh, Nassib, that's everything. Nassib, Nassib, I think. Uh, plays for the Las Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's there's been. I think I saw something along the lines of like um, nine or ten different. Uh, guys who have come out after they've done after they're done playing, um, and uh, there have been a lot of players who have been like, "Oh, I, I was in the locker room with a lot of gay people. They just were never comfortable with coming out," uh, which completely understand. 
Um, and obviously the same thing, you know, occurs in wrestling locker rooms too, was that, that, that was a big thing too. We, you know, the, the story of Chris Canyon is one that is very really heartbreaking, um, with the fact that, you know, he just, um, would never feel comfortable being, being out and open. And with the way that fans are, I, and I use that term loosely for these people, they would use that to their, their, uh, advantage of being assholes. So which obviously we've seen, even even with Sonya Deville, where the fucking one of the the first times that she was out there after the whole stalking incident, somebody put the dude's picture up in the Thunderdome, and it's like that's the kind of shit that these people have to deal with, you know. Um, and Tony Storm might deal with a little bit of fan backlash, but honestly, like she'll be happier with um, you know being able to just be herself. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Other than than that, it's been kind of a, a slow week, which, I mean, honestly, after the couple of weeks we've been having lately, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had, uh, I think last week we talked about uh, Cody having a kid, right? Or at least um, one of our shows has done it. Possibly. Um, my, my response to that is... Eh. <laughs> good. <laughs> Good for them. I guess congratulations, and hopefully he won't be on TV for a while. And yeah, because yeah. <laughs> uh, he sucks. Uh, yeah, he does. He obviously, as we've said before, needs to fuck off as nobody has fucked off in the past. <laughs> there was a bit of a story that we were following um, today with uh, independent wrestler Michael Elgin. Um, Elgin has had some issues in the past, let's say, uh, to put it nicely, but, um, a friend of Elgin and one of his sponsors actually expressed concern with the fact that she couldn't find him. Um, she said that, uh, he was missing since yesterday and, um, they, she went to his house and found his phone there. Uh, but he wasn't there, and his vehicle wasn't there either. Um, so they put out the call to social media saying, hey, you know, if anyone sees him or anyone knows of anything, you know, please please let us know. Um, since then, um, that same person reported that uh, Michael Elgin was found, and he is doing okay and is being taken home. Now, we that is the extent of what we know. We do not know what else happened. Um Clearly, from the wording of that, I would say something happened. Um, most likely a, a mental health crisis. Um, but obviously, we want to give people who are going through that uh, the time that they need to, you know, to recover on that. Um, but yeah, kind of a scary situation. Whenever you, you know, whenever you hear about things like that, when somebody that uh, that that people know have kind of a history of that suddenly go missing and you can, they can't get a hold of them. Um, are you familiar with a Michael Elgin at all? Uh, I feel, I feel like the only reason I know the name is because I feel like he might've come out in the speaking out stuff. He but, did. He definitely did. Um, uh, other than that, I know nothing about him. Yeah. Um, if Jason were here, he would give you a little bit more backstory on it. He he's spoken in the past about some of Elgin's issues, not just in terms of like the sexual harassment, um, but also just backstage 
uh, in particular. There's a reason why Elgin seems to have a, a hard time uh, getting a job nowadays. Uh, because, yeah, he definitely has had some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, he was with Impact for a little bit, and he was actually with Impact when the Speaking Out um, movement started, and that's how he actually uh, is no longer with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, like I said, it's it's sort of difficult because, like, you when a story like this comes out about, you know, how he's... he's gone missing or stuff like that, you try to separate that as much as you can, but it's it's difficult knowing the past there. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it's a, we don't need to get into his stuff because it's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, oh, you know, this this came out, and then it was a lot of like, oh no no, this happened and this happened, this didn't happen, kind of thing. And yeah, you don't really know who to believe at that point, and better just leave our hands off of that. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so, um, unless you have uh, anything else that you got to talk about, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, that means we'll have to do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's time for everyone's favorite segment, and it is called The Good, The Bad. It is the good, the bad, the what the fuck, and of course, we're talking about SmackDown before the pay-per-view we will take a break in the middle to talk about the pay-per-view and then we'll finish up with raw so uh smackdown the last show before hell in a cell what was your good uh sammy zane on commentary because <laughs> sammy zane's entertaining and the match that he was commentating was not especially good but uh but he was fun and him uh, sort of like getting like really really off on uh, on Kevin Owens suffering was fun. Mm, yeah. Uh, the the whole fight forever gimmick between those two has honestly never failed to be at least at least of some amusement uh, or entertainment. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that too. Um I was I was a little bummed we didn't get these two in Hell in a Cell. We just got them in a, a, a normal match at Hell in a Cell. Um, but I I guess <laughs> it's been it's been a while it's been a while since like Hell in a Cell had like because they they typically do two cell matches now. It's been a while since they've had both cell matches be actual like blood feuds that deserve Hell in a Cell. Right. And I feel like that's the feud that should have been on, you know. Um, but instead, they're like, no, 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 we got to put the women in too. Which is like, I mean, with a stronger build, Bianca and and Bailey would have been, you know, much better. But maybe more on that, we'll see. <laughs> uh, my good is King Corbin is dead. And now. He and Baron Corbin might return, 
which I don't know if that's good or not. But at least the King gimmick might be dead because <laughs> he, of course, did lose his match against Shinsuke. We're just going to have another person with a shitty King gimmick. Yeah, we just we can't get away from it. It's moving. It's not. It's not going away. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Gosh, I I'm trying to remember like the last time that a King gimmick just kind of disappeared without like the rest of us appearing because it was like you had King Booker for a while and then I think he I don't remember him just like one day showing up and not being it. I think there was a time period of it not being. And I think Seamus, the only reason he stopped being it was because they had another King of the Ring, but I might be wrong. I don't know. There's been so many King gimmicks, and I don't think that any of them have been particularly good. Right. Which is why everyone was yeah. like, like, oh, we're going to get uh, get the King of the Ring tournament back because we're doing this whole King thing. And then I was just like, no, no, we're just going to get one match, apparently. Or uh, technically it was five matches. That's true. <laughs> all between the same people. That's true. And uh, four of them had like a roll-up finishes or some shit. <laughs> it's very true. Um, shit, I don't remember when. Uh, oh, this isn't the actual match. This is the pay-per-view. There we go. I was trying to figure out who it was. Let me see. Yeah, Booker T. No, I guess Booker T. Must have just kind of disappeared because. It was 2006, and it wasn't until 2008 that William Regal won the next one. It might be one of those situations where, like, when you have, like, an extended amount of time off, you just sort of come back back to normal. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what it was. And then Seamus also did the same kind of thing. Because he was... Yeah. Let's see. I guess, yeah, he just kind of... No, he didn't take any time off, so he just kind of disappeared one day. Which is good. That shows how memorable that fucking run was as King Seamus. <laughs> he like prior to the last like few months, he's he's had a lot of underwhelming takes on various accolades. Like he had an underwhelming Money in the Bank. He's been an underwhelming World Champion. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, and he's he's yet again United States Champion. And I get it, he's injured because of his nose or whatever that, but that too has just been like, he's just kind of there. You know, like, all right. Like, yeah, he's. That's, that's yeah. kind of always the deal with the United States champion, though. That's true. Like, Dean, that, that, that I think is the belt's fault more than his. I mean, uh, Dean Ambrose had that belt for like a year, and every, and every time he'd show up, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that thing exists. Right. Because it was just a prop on his shoulder before mm-hmm. a shield triple threat. Yeah. Like, Ish. <sighs> um. Yeah, this this show was obviously a lot more about uh, about Reigns and the Usos than I think anybody else. Um, which you know that was still good, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, so I, what? I maintain that it's boring to talk, like say Roman was the good every week. So yeah, I try to mix it up, but I hear you. Yeah, there was, wasn't a lot to pick from this one. <laughs> there wasn't, and that was my kind of thing too. I was like, well, I could talk about it, but it's like, eh, like the cell match was was good. Like I don't like everyone knew who was gonna win. Like nobody, nobody was like, oh. Fucking Rey Mysterio is going to knock off Roman Reigns. Nobody thought that. Trust me. Nobody did because their predictions poll. Nobody picked him. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So uh, what was your bad? 
Uh, let's see. Well, actually, uh, one of my bads was uh, the Corbin and Shinsuke match. I oh, thought it was yeah. pretty pretty underwhelming. <sighs> yeah. And, and, uh, and the other was just uh, Commander Aziz is not great. <laughs> like, he, he's not even hitting the nail particularly well, which is the one thing that's supposed to be, like, super good. Like, that nail that, like, he hit from underneath Owens looked like absolute garbage. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting because it's so, it, it's so hard for just those big, tall fucking guys to, to really work well, you know, like there's been a couple of people, obviously like Dominic Dijakovic or T-Bar, um, you know, right. Kane, Kane, Undertaker, Big Show, but even, even that like Big Show was like, had his moments, but you know, but yeah, like obviously Braun Strowman was very limited, you know, Commander Z's is even more limited than that. Um, not as bad as almost if you're, right. if you're looking at the hierarchy of things, but yeah, he just did better as like the MMA gimmick because he was just throwing worked punches then, you know? So I feel you on that. Um, yeah, my bad was uh, the Bianca and Bailey just more kind of a weak build to a match that I didn't really have any interest in watching. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. The it's, build in general has been awful. Yeah. And it, and it's just it was all about the hair again. It was like you know, she's grabbing Bianca's hair and whipping her into the fucking corner and like oh Bianca's grabbing Bailey's hair now and it's like then why isn't this a hair versus hair match if the whole thing is about hair? Like, why is it a Hell in a Cell match then? Because this isn't a hair versus hair pay-per-view. <laughs> it should be. I would fucking want... I would love that if it was, like, every match is a hair versus hair match. Every, every, We're just going to have fucking, like, like six bald people by the end of the night. <laughs> At least that would be something fresh. That seems like the sort of thing that you could, you could throw into extreme rules, given that there was one year that... Uh, the, the the stipulation in one of the extreme rules matches was uh, Dean Ambrose uh, would lose his title if he got disqualified against the Miz. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, which is the least extreme stipulation of all time. Yep. Or just make it like uh, tables and ladders and chairs and haircuts. You know. Right. <laughs> I mean, they did stairs one year, right? They did. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, SmackDown was hitting so good for for so long that maybe like they were just due for a dud. But yeah, this episode was just kind of mad to me in general. I feel I feel like WWE tends to do go home shows pretty pretty shitty. Yeah, and this one, and it was. There was so much focus put on the Hell in a Cell match that actually took place in it, too, that I think that everything else just, like, took a backseat. Right. Um, which the is, problem with that being that it wasn't a great Hell in a Cell match. It was, like, a, it was exactly what you would expect from a TV Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. I mean, it was 16 minutes, and, like, yeah, the, it, it felt like there was more time devoted to talking about it than, actual, than the actual match. 
Yeah, which is, is exactly why my what the fuck this week was that we only had three matches in a two-hour show. Mm-hmm. Technically, and we one of were them had Otis. Well, that that's the thing is that that's not counting that because that actually wasn't yeah, a match. That's fair. <laughs> so we were actually supposed to have four, which at least would have been like ah, two an hour, like not great, but still better than than what we got. But yeah, it's just it was so much, and it it was that like. I've always kind of been annoyed with whenever they have like whenever they have like those big time matches for the main events. You always get like then you get like the backstage of like, you know. I mean, it didn't happen this time because they're you know where they're at. But you used to get it where it was all of a sudden like man kind of walk up and be like, I don't know that you should be doing this match. You're putting a, you know, and you just be like, oh Connor, we're still fucking talking about this. Like, <laughs> just get to the match already. Stop stop having sixteen different people talk to the challenger about like what they're gonna have to go through and everything like that. You know. What is your what the fuck from SmackDown? Um, I don't remember what my what the fuck was. Oh. I I guess this is a dumb one, but fucking let Otis get his beard back. <laughs> he looks like shit. Oh my gosh. Who the fuck thought thought it was a good idea to, uh, like, I often have a beard because my face is a little round. Sure. Like, and his is his is basically a sphere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, as somebody who hasn't been clean shaven in ten years, I can I can relate. Um, <laughs> I am now. I don't have much of a chin, so I tend to hide hide that fact with the hair. Um, yeah, I I guess I don't know. Is this getting the the reaction he wanted? That like everyone was being like, "You look fucking weird." I, if that's the reaction you wanted, I guess you got it. But yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look great. Oh. I guess it's kind of a testament to this episode being the way it was that we didn't have a lot of good to talk about, but we also didn't have a lot of bad to talk about. Like, <laughs> yeah, there, not a lot happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was SmackDown. That was that was our go home. Obviously, like we said, Roman Reigns did retain. Clearly, we knew that was going to happen. Right. Um, and uh, it it would appear as though we're sort of starting the breakup of the Usos and Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Jimmy's going to turn on them before too long. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Anything else about uh, SmackDown? Uh, Seth and Cesaro technically had a segment that I have no comment on whatsoever. <laughs> even even Seth's suit was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, it was kind of just it was kind of plain. That was yeah. He didn't have his normal style. Although, that motherfucker can sell, like, getting tripped and toppled over at, better than anyone. Just, like, the, the fucking limbs flailing all over the place yeah, anytime. Because he's, <laughs> he's at his best when he's a cartoon character. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's a good thing, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it it would be a good thing for a face, but I think it works for him as a heel because we saw yeah. what happens when he takes himself seriously as a heel. 
That's true. I mean, I I just think back to some of the things like uh, um like the the Stone Cold Beer Bash. Like all of those guys in the ring just flopping around like that was fucking great. <laughs> so yeah, it does kind of work. Uh, yeah, I, I I enjoy it. I'll, we'll go with that. But yeah, I, we'll talk about it when because we're getting to hell in a cell here about the match. But yeah, at least at least that segment existed. Right. Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about Hell in a Cell. Uh, so over on our predictions, we had the following people make predictions. We had myself, Ginger, uh, you. Fetus. I had a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. We'll see. Uh, Fetus Rhodes, which you might have to update that. Uh, David K. Uh, Jason God's Juggalo, L. Marty Janetti Loco, uh, Bruno Tomas, Professor Glashen, uh, Jackson, Remo, and Blind Fury. So thank you all to all of our fans there and to our other hosts for uh, participating in our predictions. So everybody gets a point right off the bat for Roman Reigns retaining on SmackDown. Obviously it was on the Hell in a Cell preview, but then they're just like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> We're going to put it on SmackDown instead. Uh, we did have a pre-show match that was not on a predictions poll. That was Natalia defeating Mandy Rose. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think either of us have anything to say about that. Wouldn't have watched it even if I normally watched the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. And, like, I like Mandy Rose, but shit. I, I would have to not only watch Natalia face her but then also watch Tamina at ringside, and that's just too much for me. Mandy Rose is, like, for me, like, she basically does one thing well, and it's her running knee. True. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I would love it if they got Mandy and Sonya back together again, because at least least they were really good together. Um, And Sonya's a good wrestler. Yeah, she is. Um... Yeah, and now that uh, um, her stalker is put into a mental institute, there is a possibility that uh, she'll be back. Uh, she sort of wanted to hold off on getting back in the wrestling ring until all of that was sort of worked out. So uh, he is, uh, yeah, he's in a facility and he ain't getting out for a while. So, on the subject of Mandy Rose, uh, the fairy tale ending is a shitty move, no matter who does it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a modified pedigree, pretty much, and like it's a stalling pedigree. Yeah, yeah. And the pedigree is honestly like Triple H can do it because it's his thing, but it's also a shitty move. It kind of is when you think about it. Like when Seth was doing it too, I'm just like, this. First of all, it doesn't have the visual of it because Triple H was always a huge dude, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, like that move has injured a lot of people. Like it was just Kane though, because Kane uh, came to uh, t- take it take it with one leg. Yeah, uh, hitting the mat. <laughs> That's true. Oh man, yeah. But there's there's been so many people that have just over rotated on it or or just got spiked in their head and yeah, no. So we had this is great. Of course, was I was like, oh, we've got the two mid card belts. They're definitely going to put one of those two matches on here 
And that didn't happen. So um, everybody got a point for Sheamus retaining the U.S. championship because he didn't defend it. Um, and everyone except for Jackson, Remo, and yourself uh, got a point for the IC championship because Apollo Crews was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Thanks, WWE, for making those mid-card titles feel special. <laughs> uh, but then we uh, uh, started the night off with Bianca Belair versus Bailey, And Bianca was able to retain, and uh, everyone except for Blind Fury got a point for that. Um, any thoughts on this match? Uh, this is the match that kind of, like, inverted how I felt about the rest of the pay-per-view. It was an eh match with a good finish. Mm. Like, I felt like a lot of the match was kind of plotting. Yeah. And, uh, like, Bailey is creative in Hell, Hell in a Cell, but to her detriment, because a lot of the things take a while to set up, like, with the time <sighs> there and that kind of stuff, and it's like, it just slows everything down. It's, it is funny you say that, because then she did the, the, kendo stick into the cage uh spot again and i was like that that didn't work last time what made you think it was gonna gonna look any better this time when you did it yeah and like, it's it's nice to see that she has ideas yeah uh but yeah they don't they don't they seem to be more missed than hit which is which is unfortunate i liked her trying to get the referee to help her set something up and they're just like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the ref. I'm not your stagehand. Do it yourself. But yeah, that yeah. finish looks like it fucking sucks to take. Oh, gosh, yeah. But, um, man, it's weird to say, but like, I kind of hope that these two are done with each other for a little bit, just because it hasn't been great. Um, yeah. But I also... Uh, feel like it's Bianca not done. Had that really weird fucking promo. Uh, like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Bailey kicked my butt. I will never forgive her for that. You two were in a match. What the fuck did you expect? And it's like, you won. What? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really perplexing. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of people online trying to figure out what the fuck she was talking about. And it's like... <laughs> So you're. Did anyone figure it out? Because I don't have any idea. I don't feel like anyone did. It's like, did did anyone check her for a concussion? Because <laughs> it was weird. It it was. It was like it's like, wait, shouldn't you be celebrating your win instead? You're like, oh, I can't believe that she did moves to me in a match. Right, right. <laughs> did she think that Bailey was just gonna stand there and let her win? <laughs> It was confusing. Oh, I did appreciate the point where Bailey was just like, I'm out, and tried to leave. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Oh, man. she That's the thing, is is Bailey is very good at character work. And then, yeah, then you get just certain things where you're like, eh, yeah. Ugh, but, yeah, I... If we can... Ladder matches always worry me, because it's like... As much as they can gimmick ladders, it's still metal. Like even if it's aluminum, you're still you're still crashing down into aluminum, and it's like doing the fucking KOD onto open ladder. You're just like, ugh. Yeah. ugh. It looks fucking gross. Yeah, yeah, and even 
And, you know, I, I guess maybe we should be happy that Owens wasn't in a, a, a Hell in a Cell because he probably would have taken some kind of gruesome fucking bump through a ladder or something like that, like he's done in the past. <laughs> but ugh, he, was, yeah. he was busy dramatically overselling Aziz's nail <laughs> still. Yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of actual heat on that. Just with that size of it's, it almost feels a little Shawn Michaels-ish with his overreactions to him. Huh. I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so our next match, another unannounced one, was Seth Rollins defeating Cesaro. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a good match, but yeah. why did it happen? If you're going to do how the end, the night ended. Don't also do it here then. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause you, having two roll up wins on the night just makes, I don't know. Roll up wins in general to me always kind of annoyed me uh, because now they've become so over fucking done. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, I get it. You're like trying to keep Cesaro strong, but you're also trying to make it. So like, well, like, if he beats Seth again here, then like the feud is over. But, man, yeah, I just... The feud should have already been over. It, sh- it should have. It definitely should have. But, yeah, Seth gets a fucking fluke, fluke victory, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. So, which... For some goddamn reason. They, they, they just love it. Um, I did... There was a part in this match, though, um, when Cesaro had on the, uh, the sharpshooter, and... Rollins looks at his hand and realizes that Cesaro stole his glove and like freaked out and that's how he managed to get out of the sharpshooter. So I I like that sort of continuity on it. <laughs> it's just like I'm so mad he took my glove that I'm going to be able to work my way out of this now. Uh <laughs> Um yeah, any anything else about the Cesaro Seth Rollins match? Uh I hope that it was just building Seth back up so that he can do something else and be somewhat credible, yeah. rather than it being like leading to a fourth and a fifth match in this fucking feud. Yeah, yeah. If they if they just do like a TV match next uh, next week and be done with it, I'm fine with it. But I almost feel like this is one of those feuds where they might turn around and be like, "Oh, these two guys are going to be in the Money in the Bank." And like there, that's going to be their another built-in feud with you know that. I mean, they would both be good additions to to a Money in the Bank match, so they would. But also, like, yeah, I don't know that we need to see both of them interact again for a while. Mm. The thing is, like on Raw, there are a lot of people that don't get used that they can surprise us with by throwing them in the match. I don't know that there are that many people on SmackDown that you can do that with. Like, I feel like their roster is a lot more compact. Yes. Yeah. And there's a, I feel like there's a, a lot bigger of a cliff, too, of once once you get to a certain point in the mid-card, it's just, you're, boom, you're like, all right, here's Apollo Crews, and here's Commander Aziz, and you're like, okay. <laughs> oh, and there's Dolph? <laughs> yeah. Like, Dolph is still kicking around there, Robert Roode's still kicking around there, but, yeah, like... Not really all that many credible people, like you said. So, yeah. 
and uh, Owens tweeted something that would suggest that he's taken some time off. Yeah, yeah, sounds like he's he's again dealing with some lingering uh, injuries, which, given the guy's career, it makes sense that he, you know, has to kind of take things easier now. Um, it sucks if, to write before Money in the Bank, though, because he, he would be very good in that setting. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, yeah, please put a fucking title belt on him, any of them. I, right. I, I'll take the 24-7 title, at least that there's some kind of title on him. <laughs> Which, by the way, did that stop existing again? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm cool if it just stops forever, because generally speaking, the only time I see our truth is when it comes back. That's true. And, uh, I don't need to see our truth. Um. Oh, look at that. Um, Akira Tozawa is still champion. I think the last time that we talked about it, yeah, he's been champion for 36 days. Holy shit. They that, must have just forgot about it. They had to have, yeah. So that's... Oh, yeah, that's right. Gronkowski had it for fucking two months. I was going to say, that's got to be one of the longest reigns. I think it's like the third longest reign at this point. So good on him? <laughs> but then again, sure. we haven't seen him, so... <sighs> Alexa Bliss defeats Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Uh, everyone except for Ginger, you, and God's a Juggalo get a point for this one. <laughs> to be, be fair with this one, I was picking based on what I wanted to happen. You said as much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, again, another just weird fucking Alexa Bliss match that had way too much Reginald in it. Um, and way too much hypnosis. Yeah... Which seems to be the only thing she can do now. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so she can't do the, the black jizz anymore from her head, apparently. The fire's um, gone, I think. Yeah, we haven't seen that in a while. But now, apparently, yeah, she can she can puppeteer people. So she's like a puppet master, because here she makes Nia Jax slap Reginald. And then Monday, she almost made Reginald slap Nia Jax. Which I, for one, would have been down for. But, uh, yeah, can't do that. Um, so, yeah, so Bliss hits the Sister Abigail because ain't no one else using it right now. Uh, then it's a choice of Bliss for the win, so. <laughs> I just, yeah. I had such high hopes for this gimmick, honestly. Because I thought that they did very well together. And then instead of it being that Alexa Bliss was like, being controlled by the fiend, he was just like, oh no, 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 she's totally in control and she's the crazy one. It's like, oh, well, that's not entertaining anymore. <laughs> that's just kind it of stopped, It stopped being entertaining before that. That's <laughs> true. It did. It was like six months of Randy Orton not giving a shit about it either. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> and, and now you can see he's engaged again because he's back to being kind of entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a guy who really needs to be given something to do that he cares about. Otherwise, you can tell. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Which I don't blame him at this point. The guy's, the guy should always be involved in something important. And yeah, this here. Or just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, RK Bro is not like important, quote unquote. But it is very interesting, and obviously he's having a blast doing it. So. Um, good on him. 
Then we have Sami Zayn defeating Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, Zayn uh, gets him with a Huluva kick for the win. Uh, that, to me, I feel like is a good chance that that one might have actually hurt him too, because that was a hell of a Huluva kick. It's not the first time he stiffs Kevin Owens yeah. with a kick. <laughs> the one when Kevin Owens was on commentary and like Sami Zayn just pops into frame. Yes, that one was like the stiffest one I think I've seen. But oh my gosh, yeah. But I feel like Kevin Owens probably tells him make it fucking look good. <laughs> like oh. he seems like the kind of person like you know. The the two of them being as good of friends as they are, for sure. You've got to feel like they're both just like, no, no, just hit me for real. <laughs> yeah. A lot of good moves in that. This, this one, I mean, I don't think these two have ever put on a bad match, honestly. I I don't think they can. <laughs> I mean, WWE might prove me wrong at some point by booking some nonsense, but, like, yeah. it's uh, true. It, it seems like they're just, yeah, they're mm-hmm. both, like, super entertaining and when they're in the ring with each other like there's just all of that sort of like back back experience and chemistry that they can fall back on it's just like yeah i'm pretty sure that that these two could put on a great match in their sleep at this point with each other and it's it's funny because like every time every time you sort of start forgetting that like Sami Zayn is, is just a really good talker and a character. He comes out and has, has a match like this and you're just like, Oh, that's right. He's also a really good fucking wrestler. <laughs> so that was what, that was what you had to focus on when he was a face, because, uh, as a face, his talking was, mm. he was good at being a baby face, but he was like white bread baby face. So it wasn't yeah. ever that compelling. He just sold it based on his charisma. Very much so. Yeah. And yeah, these these characters that he's doing with his heel personas definitely seems like he has a lot more fun doing. Um, and like the, that's the funny thing too is like, I mean, he's a heel, but you if you're like me and you know the the person that's behind the gimmick, you're just like, he's such a good fucking dude that I don't want to be, right. I don't want to hate him because <laughs> like the, the amount of like charity work he does and stuff like that. You're just like, you're such a good dude, but you play such a dick. <laughs> but he plays, he plays a dick that like, let's be honest. He's a funny dick. Yeah. Like the dick in the group that you keep around because like when he's not roasting you, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's very much like sort of that anti-hero too in a lot of shows that you see uh, of the guy who yeah like um it's it's kind of a trope in in a lot of shows now but there's always that guy who's kind of like the the like fast talking like I'll insult everybody around me kind of guy but you're also like you're so fucking funny though and entertaining <laughs> right yeah so yeah um I guess we'll see if Kevin shows up on Friday or not. Um, but yeah, like you said, he did put out a tweet saying that he's going to take a little time off and, and heal up. So um, if that, that is that more of him selling the fucking Nigerian ale stuff or, <laughs> or, or is it legitimately where he's like, yeah, I'm fucking hurt. I need some time off. Oh, speaking of, speaking of him selling, I thought he was actually hurt for, for a second when he was selling his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and and it's like, well, was he? It might have been, but also like, 
Let's see that because yeah, that's that's good. That's what makes them so good at it too. Because yeah, you don't quite know. All right, now on to <laughs> Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. So uh, Ginger and okay, so because of the fact that Charlotte Flair technically won this match. Mm-hmm. That means that Ginger and El Marty Gennetti Loco get a point, and everyone else does not. Um, even though Rhea Ripley does retain, I have to go by what the end result was, and the the the, yeah. the predictions poll is who wins the match. And yes, Charlotte Flair won the match because apparently <laughs> you can put somebody through a commentary table. But you can't hit them with a piece of it. <laughs> the worst fucking finish of the night, and that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so Rhea pulls off the flimsy little fucking Tupperware top <laughs> table and just kind of hits Flair with it, and they're like, alright, there's the DQ. It's like, really? Like, uh, We've seen people go through commentary tables, and your ref is just like, well, you know, it's part of the scenery, so I gotta let it go. Randy Orton throws someone on that every time he has a match. Yeah. If they would have at least done, like, a double count on, it still wouldn't have been good. Or, or have her grab a fucking chair. Yeah. Like, because, A, it didn't even look like she was intentionally getting disqualified. It looked like she was trying to pull herself up. Mm-hmm. And then just happened to hit her hit her in the face. It wasn't until she was talking up the ramp that it was like, oh, she did do that on purpose. Yeah. Um, like, the whole thing, like, it was, like, A, the match was really fucking good up yeah. to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, B, like, it didn't make any goddamn sense. Like, because it didn't look like she was intentionally getting herself disqualified, and it shouldn't have been a fucking disqualification. Like, it right. just... It boggles the mind. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've seen some people mention this, like, isn't she supposed to be the face? Like, she's always been a tweener since coming up to the main roster, so... Yeah, they've been piping in mixed reactions for her yeah. the past couple times, too. Like, she's supposed to be, like... I think she's the face in this view, because Charlotte's, you know, obviously the heel, because yeah. she's a bitch. But... <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, but they're, they're not pumping in straight cheers for, for Rhea, so I think you're supposed to kind of be ambivalent about cheering her. Yeah, which... Um, Especially because Becky's probably going to come back soon and take that title. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like they're not going to have it be Becky and Charlotte. I feel like it's going to be Becky and Rhea, or maybe a triple threat, um, and, and have Rhea eat the pin. But I feel like, yeah, that, that's why you, you keep it this way, so that Rhea can go fully heal once Becky's back. Um, but yeah, man, like, and Rhea does have a history of kind of being like a, a smart heelish person. Cause obviously the, you know, throwing Alexa bliss out of the rumble before she can transform that fucking rule. Yeah. And this here kind of just being like, I am, I only did what you would have done to me kind of thing is, is an, an intelligent thing. It just wasn't pulled off the way it should have been. Yeah. Like, I have more of an issue with the execution than I do with like the finish itself. Mm-hmm. Like 
like there are ways that you could have made it a more clear what the fuck she was doing and b like you know there would have been integrity in the idea behind the DQ finish. Yeah. And they failed on both fronts. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, and, and obviously we have one more match to get to, but I I guess, like, my big issue with this show was, it's like, okay, so we have, like, our first match essentially has a clean victory. Then we have a roll-up. Then we have a distraction by supernatural stuff. Then we have an actual match. And then it's like, then we have a DQ, and then we have a roll-up. And it's like, that's not how your pay-per-views are supposed to go. Like, it's supposed to be definitive finishes or definitive ends to storylines. And I felt like, I didn't feel like any storyline ended this this pay-per-view at all. I mean, I think the Drew one just ended on a shitty roll-up because it has to have ended based on the stipulation. Yeah. But, but yeah, other than that, it just it felt like what a lot of WWE feels like, which is spinning wheels. Yeah, very true. And again, it's like, okay, so much like, much like we mentioned with AEW sort of spinning the wheels until they're back on the road and back on a normal night, like... It was like, so we're really just kind of saving everything until Money in the Bank, which is the first one in front of fans again. Like, that's what it kind of felt like on this. Like, okay, yeah. I... <laughs> to... Uh, this is not going to sound as much like a defense as as it is meant to be, but this is also kind of just how WWE tells stories. That's true. <laughs> like... With AEW, you feel like it's a concerted effort to like hold things off until they get back to Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. WWE spins their wheels a lot, regardless of when, when it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just sort of like, I think they like to assume that their audience isn't watching week to week, so they glacially progress their stories so that if, like, if someone's only watching a couple times a month, they can still follow it. That is oh, my theory. I wish we were only watching this a couple times a month. I, I've i been pushing for it, man. <laughs> True. All right, so we did have our last match, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre in Hell in a Cell. Um, obviously, I, I did already spoil it, that this match does, in fact, end with Bobby Lashley just doing a roll-up to Drew McIntyre. Um, it was a, a good match up until then, though. It was a really good fucking match. Yeah. The the multiple future shock DDTs I thought were really good. Like I mean, he's not going to win the title off of that, but still, it it is a a very good impact move for it. Um, and Lashley was selling it really good too. Um, Which is weird to say because Lashley usually doesn't sell anything. But that's true. Yeah, but that's the the spear into the future shock I thought was really good. Um, towards the end there. Um, obviously we, not only did we have a roll-up, but we also had MVP grabbing, uh, McIntyre so he can't do the, the Claymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they just fucking, McIntyre's back at the end of this was, yeah. ugh. It looked fucking gross and still looks awful, obviously, the next day too. Yeah, not, not great. <laughs> uh, um, good. So, when this roll-up happens, McIntyre's staring at MVP. Yeah. Not paying attention to Lashley. Back to him. This match gets so much better if instead of rolling him up, he just puts him in the fucking hurt lock. Right. 
that's the only change you have to make yeah. to make this match just fucking, like, honestly, really good. Like, probably four, four and a half star. Like, just have have that end on hurt lock instead of a roll-up, and you're good. And he's done it before. Like, you've kept Drew strong by having him pass out in it. So, yeah. 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 It would have been fine. It would have been uh, definitely better than just a fluke roll-up. And the shenanigans honestly do a little bit to keep him strong too, if not for the roll up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, I tell you. So that was Hell in a Cell. Um, myself, Ginger, you, Fetus Rhodes, Gaza Juggalo, El Marty, Janetti Iloco, David K, and Jason all got a point for successfully predicting that Bobby Lashley would win it. Uh, so that brings us to uh, with four out of seven correct, Blind Fury, Remo, Jackson, and John. Uh, with <laughs> with I, I didn't feel like I did that well either. <laughs> well, again, two of those were kind of gimme points because you you picked Sheamus and you picked picked Reigns. So <laughs> right, but I, I, I also I picked a. Uh, I picked the Rhea thing wrong. Mm-hmm. I picked the Shayna thing wrong, despite knowing that I was going to be wrong <laughs> with that one. <laughs> it's true. But hey, you know, you weren't, I mean, you were tied for last, but you weren't alone at last. Uh, with five out of seven, Professor Glashen, Bruno Tomas, and Guys of Juggalo. With six out of seven, Jason, David K, Fetus Rhodes, Ginger, and myself. And with a perfect seven out of seven, El Marty Gennetti Loco. So, congratulations. And again, thank you to everyone for participating in that. But it is time to discuss Monday Night Raw. And, spoiler alert, normally, we really don't want to talk about Monday Night Raw. And this Monday Night Raw was probably the best Raw we've had in quite some time. I would say this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, Now, part of that might be the fact that it was mostly Money in the Bank matches. Um, In fact, I think it was all of them except for the the main event. Um, Oh, yeah, matches with stakes. That mm -hmm. fucking helps. Yeah, yeah. But even, like, the the backstage stuff I thought was, was pretty good. But there were some issues. But first, we're going to get into... Are good. So, John, what was your good from Raw? Uh, my good was, I mean, I have a couple, but uh, it was the New Day's promo in the opening segment. Okay. Like, I like Serious New Day. Yeah. Like, when when they're not like tr- trying to force like shitty comedy on me, I actually get get into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And uh, Kofi was good. Xavier was good. I don't know why they... I mean, yes, I do know why they need the Hell in the Cell match, because USA was pissed that Fox got a Hell in the Cell match. Yeah. But, um, this, that didn't need to be in the Cell. But, no. But, yeah, this was this was uh, really good stuff. Yeah. But also, um, there is potential there that, um, because we have heard that uh, Xavier Woods has been kind of getting more busy lately, this may be a way to write him off for a little bit of time. Uh, he did just land a new show on G4, which I didn't know was still a, a network, but it is apparently. 
Um, I think it wasn't and it's coming back or it came back. I think there was a period of time where it wasn't around. Gotcha. Okay, that would make sense because I'm like, I don't know that I remember this being a show. Okay, yes, it does say former American television show. A revival of G4 brand is announced to digital and linear network. So digital and linear network. What does that fucking mean? What is a linear network? I I know what digital means. (laughs) Weird. Uh, I'm looking at their website. Let's see. You wake up and are looking at a G4 website. Maybe you're a fan from way back. Maybe your friend told you to come here to get a free t-shirt. Well, the t-shirts are all gone, but we've got the super cool about us article you're reading. So that's something. The most important thing is, yes, G4 is back. Uh, Relaunch is not yet available. Uh, Next phase of the pre-launch starts June 10th. That was two weeks ago. So they didn't update that on. All right. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, Trying to scroll around, see if there's anything that would indicate if they have like a presence on terrestrial TV at this point. Yeah. And I'm not seeing anything that would indicate such. So one way or the other. Yeah. But honestly, in the given the way media is now, I think it could fully be successful without being on cable. Like yeah. you can exist in internet spaces, especially with gamers. Yeah. Well, and um, you know they're they're owned by NBC, so they can easily be on Peacock. You know. Oh sure sure. And uh, you could, you know, even, like, sort of cross-promote with WWE because, mm-hmm. like, you know, Xavier Woods being involved in both properties makes that even more easy than it might already be. Yeah. Um, so, looks like um, Xavier is a, uh, doing a new competitive series in partnership with WWE that will air in the fall. So again, that might be a reason why he's he could be written off right now, is to have them film that to be ready for the fall. Um, unless that's going to be a live thing, then we would do it later. Um, they also have, <clears throat> um, well, he's not he's not with the company anymore, but former AEW commentator Alex Goldenboy Mendez is also a new host on G4, uh, but he is actually done with AEW. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I was somebody that vaguely watched some of their shows sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I did not religiously watch, but no. Uh, uh, yeah, I watched Attack of the Show um, with uh, um, what was her that fucking bitch Olivia Munn. Uh, I remember her on there. She was not great, but uh, the other dude that was on there, I liked. Yeah. Her main attribute was that she was cute. Yeah, that she had tits. That was about it. Um, Kevin Pereira was the guy that uh, I liked on there a lot. Um, yeah, and looks like they're doing like an American Ninja Warrior is going to be coming back for them. Uh, I don't know if Web Soup is or not, but I know Chris Harddick was the host of that for a while, um, which I'm not a Chris Harbrook fan. I think he's kind of a prick. Uh, and they're doing X-Play, which is never a show that I really watched, but... Sure. Um, I remember X-Play, but I don't know if I remember it because I watched it or just because it was like... Yeah. Uh, like, having watched other things, I may have just seen adverts for it or something. Yeah. But, 
Oh, I liked Morgan Webb. She was good on there. Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, she's a cutie. She was alright. Yeah, I like her. Um, What's she up to these days? Um, let's see. She's with Bonfire Studios. She helps organize the community and other various functions. Uh, game development company looks like. So. Uh, she was a consultant and creative advisor for Activision Blizzard. So she's still in the gaming gaming world. So good on her. So yeah, I always liked her. Maybe they'll bring her back. We'll see. But yeah. Um, my good from Raw because we are talking about wrestling. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> uh, Riddle vs. McIntyre. Uh, I like the match a lot. Uh, it was very physical. Honestly, Riddle continues to have great matches. Good to great matches. Um, I don't really, I can't really remember a time I've ever not liked a Riddle match. But it it seems like it's sort of the gimmick now that McIntyre gets rolled up. Um, <laughs> so take that for what you will. But yeah, like Riddle pick. Yeah. Uh, Riddle picking McIntyre up was fucking pretty impressive because you sort of forget how strong that dude actually is until he does feats like that, where you're just like, oh yeah, that's right, you're like super fucking like strong. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, it was uh, it was a good match. I thought it was of the uh, Money in the Bank qualifiers. I thought it was the best, and there really wasn't a bad Money in the Bank qualifying match either, other than maybe the women. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You appreciate that, like, or I appreciated that uh, Drew was actually fucking selling that he went through Hell in a Cell, too, which yeah. didn't feel like Bobby did really at all. Yeah. No. Like, Drew looked like, I mean, to be fair, he also shows it more, <laughs> yeah. but, like, but he he was, like, he was moving like he went through Hell, mm-hmm. and Bobby was moving like Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And also, uh, he's starting to get get heat on me just by by his like continued uh, presence with with like all all the prostitutes or whatever <laughs> it is that that he's constantly with. They're different every week, so I they're either groupies or or hookers. Hookers. I don't know. I'm not sure which, but yeah. <laughs> I like that they're they're able to skate around the like PG uh, PG era stuff by being like, look, look, look. We never said that they were whores. You people said that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but she also didn't say they weren't whores. So right. Uh, so what's your bad from Raw? Um, I mean, broadly, it was basically everything that had to do with the women's division, uh, with the possible exception of the uh, of the dirty look that uh, Piper Niven shot Eva Marie when she said her name was Dewdrop. Yeah. Uh, that, that I found mildly amusing, but to get into the specific thing, because I feel like I want to leave you something to talk about, because most of the bad was in the women's division. Hmm. Um, uh, it would be the fact, are they already breaking this team up? So if the, if that's the case of like, this is how they're introducing Piper Nevin and this whole dewdrop thing is just like, a temporary thing to kind of like be like, oh, Eva Marie's a bitch, and she like forced her to change her name for this, 
and then she breaks free and gets her name back or even like a better name, um, then I'm cool with it. Uh, and, and it is one of those situations where it's like, yeah, everyone fucking freaked out about the name. And then once you see it in action, you're just like, wait, like she doesn't seem like she's on board with this <laughs> seeing her name, Yeah. which like, this is a company that in the past, you know, it, they did it on NXT UK where they trademarked a name and they had a guy come out and be like, this is my name. And then in the middle of the match, be like, this isn't my fucking name. This is my name. Uh, Shaw, Shaw Samuels, I think is who it, who it was. So it's like, they could do that on the main roster here of her just being like, no, 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 my name is Piper Niven, you know? So, but then again, if they, like you said, if they are breaking them up after like one week, that's really fucking weird <laughs> to like fast track that so quickly. Right. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Like, and also that match sucked, and it means that fucking uh, Naomi's in the goddamn Money in the Bank match. The only thing that, that that kept me safe and warm at night was like, oh, good. Twitter doesn't have to fucking bitch and moan for a week because Naomi's getting her shot. <laughs> I mean, they'll bitch and moan when she doesn't win Money in the Bank, but, you know. Which she goddamn shouldn't. And oh. as much as I like Asuka, neither should she. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Like Oscar's a this. This is always my issue: is that like Money in the Bank largely works when you have one or two guys that are former world champions as like the story of like they're trying to get it back, but only to legitimize legitimize the the person that actually wins it. You know, like yeah, you should not have like Brock Lesnar shouldn't have won that that fucking briefcase. It it wound up working out okay and being entertaining, but. Yeah, like you put AJ Styles in the match because you're like he's a former world champion. It it makes a lot more sense. Like obviously having Otis win it was a failure, but yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't I love Asuka, but I don't want to see her win a second Money in the Bank. This is this should be. I mean, considering who's in it, I don't want to see Alexa win it. I mean, Nikki Cross's new character. I don't know. Because then it's like, we're doing another joke winner? But, no. I, I don't know. What... I, mean, uh... <laughs> I think it's going to be Becky. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be Becky, which is kind of over. But I think... I'd think uh, I I'd be down for some Liv, just because uh, I I am I am the resident Liv Mark here, but... Yeah. I, you know, I honestly, my... My like number one person I love to see it is Sonia. I think it would be a great way to have her return as a full time competitor is to to have her enter the fucking match and win the briefcase. So, but we'll see. Got a lot. Of, got a couple of weeks here before we got there. Um. Yeah, I. Um. I, are you? Do you have uh, Nikki Cross for your what the fuck or the batter thing? Oh, that? absolutely. Okay. Uh, she, she's she's a hundred percent my what the fuck. All right, I'll hold off on it then. Um, so my bad is actually uh, oh, Jackson Riker. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So not only that was bad. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> How could you? Not only do we now have to watch Jackson Riker versus Elias in a strap match next week. But he did a promo, and the promo was so fucking bad. And, yeah. 
So essentially, Jackson Riker is like, I'm going to be Dexter Loomis, but I'm going to talk a little bit more. Because he just stares off into fucking space and keeps like slapping the strap against his arm. And yeah, they do this whole thing with like Mansoor is like asking for advice. And then Jackson Riker tells him like, uh, like the election was stolen. And then like Mustafa Ali comes in and like tries to save it. And then they go back to Jackson Riker and he's like uh, Jewish space, space lasers. And I, I'm just like, again, nobody is is cheering this guy. Nobody is going to. Like he, yeah, it's just it's not I good. Mean, so, some WWE fans, you can get get people to cheer just by waving a flag at them. It's true. It's how Jack Swagger got people to cheer by doing the We the People bullshit, despite the fact that he is objectively terrible. Yes, that's true. <laughs> oh gosh. Ugh. I'm sorry, I meant to say Jack Swagger. Oh, yes, there you go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so be, so because we're going to have some fun with your what the fuck, I'll just go ahead and say mine, because it's not it's not really anything big. It's just um, just because you call out how fucking dumb it is to not have Jeff Hardy or Jinder or Cedric in the Money in the Bank qualifiers doesn't mean it's not still dumb. Like... That whole segment was, like, the, of them arguing, and Seamus was there, too, of, like, why they're not in it. It's like, okay, just because you've made reference to it doesn't hide the fact that, like, yeah, it's it's an odd choice that you made for some of the people in these qualifying matches. Like, I'm glad Ricochet is going to be in the match, but yeah. what the fuck has he done to deserve a a spot in, in, these, uh, in the qualifiers? Yeah. All he's done is lose. Like... Right. So yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, at least with with Riddle, you're like, okay, he's been on kind of a roll lately. He's been, you know, he's he's got a couple of singles wins. Like Orton, obviously, is is a constant. Yeah, but that was the big big glaring one. It's just like, okay, but here you've got like Sheamus, United States Champion, which is like, okay, but I, again, I get it. His nose is broken over that, but yeah, like for Jeff Hardy to be like, yo, what about me, dog? Like, I'm I'm still here. I still exist, and of course, Ginger is just like I'm back. By the way, um, did somebody like pull a prank on Ginger in his sleep? Because he had like a big patch missing out of his fucking beard during that promo, which was weird. I actively <laughs> didn't notice that. Just just up my nose. I was like, "Are you okay, man? Like, do you need to get some like four hymns or something like that and <laughs> touch that bad boy up a little?" Also. uh... Jinder Jinder basically gave away that he's going to try and hurt someone to get in the match, right? Yes, for sure. Okay. Which is like, that's why I'm like, I was like, is that why Ricochet's in this? Because he's not really in it. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the people that are in it, it's like, that's the one guy where I'm just like, yeah, they could probably figure out a way to get him back out of it. (laughs) That's fair. And fucking next week they're, uh, they're doing the, I mean... I guess it's okay that they're doing a last chance or second chance or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Uh, but Drew's going to win, and I was happy with the idea that Drew's going to be away from the title scene for a little bit. Me too, honestly. Um, and yeah, it's like AJ Styles, well, I don't really want to see him in there because he was in there last year. And it's like Randy Orton, like, 
The only reason I think that they might put Orton in there other than than Drew is to maybe fuck with the R, the RK Bro thing. And it's like, and I don't want to see that. <laughs> you know, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want them to break that like up. It, I feel like it's gonna be Drew. Yeah, it's like, it's gotta be unless they. And it's. Just, yeah, unless there's like per, unless somehow like maybe Ginger takes Drew out and then he gets put into the last chance qualifier. I don't know. We'll see. But, I, yeah. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, there's a lot of ways they can go because, with it. Because then you can circle around to like the gender Drew thing that everyone seems to think is going to happen, and by everyone I mean me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> True. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about Nikki. <laughs> All right. So I feel like this is the third consecutive time that I've been on this show, and my what the fuck has been related to Nikki Cross, uh, and the fact that. Every single time I watch Raw, they managed to make her more of a joke than the previous time that I watched Raw. Yeah. The only good that came out of this is she has new theme music. True. Um, because her fucking theme song was atrocious. But um, <laughs> I want to like Nikki so badly. Like, and they are doing everything in their power to make her like just such a goddamn goddamn cartoon character baby face that I just, I can't, I, it's, I know she's going to give her all and that makes it more depressing. She's going to put everything into this fucking trash gimmick with this trash costume. And uh, yeah. What is the ceiling for this? Like, well, I mean, uh, Hurricane Helms has a job still because he was Hurricane Helms. So, but that, yeah. So obviously, um, so Killian Dane, who is Nikki Cross's husband, uh, instantly took to Twitter and because everyone was like, fuck Vince. And they're just like, no, 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 no. The blame for this lies on Nikki Cross because apparently she was the one who presented this to Vince, which made me even think like, boy, that had to have been a weird war reversal for him to be like, Wait, am I going senile? Are you me? <laughs> but, yeah, like, then there was, like, uh, some other guy came up. He's like, oh, by the way, uh, here's the concept art for her costume, which looked a lot better than the actual costume did. Um, but he was like, yeah, she she asked me to make her some ideas for, like, superhero outfits and stuff like that. So, you know, the people that love to go, uh, you know, talk all the time about how Vince fucks over all the characters, stuff like that. Well, like, this one you gotta blame Nikki on, and that sucks, but also, like, you you sit there and say, like, oh, you wish that, you know, wrestlers would have more say in the WWE on, like, their characters and stuff like that. Like, well, here you go. Why is this the time we're listening? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the other thing. It's just like, yeah, you hear all the other stories when, like, people get uh, released from the company or, or leave after their contracts are up, and they're like, oh, I had this plan and this plan, you're like, ah, I wish they would have listened to that. And it's like, oh yeah, well, of course fucking Vince is going to listen to the one where it's just like, that's a great idea. I should have thought of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's it's another fucking superhero gimmick. Which we don't need. Like, this, this is this is the thing where it's like, well, of course he listened to it because he's been trying to do the fucking Mighty Mouse gimmick for years, for decades. <laughs> like he tried to do it with with uh, with Pac or Neville at the time, and it's like, so of course he would be like, this is great. Like let's get it on fucking screen. And at, 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 at ah, I don't get it. 
I mean, I I like Nikki, so I guess we're going to get a push from this, which is better than her just not being on TV or, or being happy that she lasted two minutes in uh, in the ring. But man, oh man, like I this could have been so many other things, and yeah. But she was really excited when she was on on Raw Talk or whatever it's fucking called, and was just like giddy about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I think she, oh, when the dust settles, she'll probably have made it more entertaining than it has any right to be. Probably, yeah. Because she's good. Yeah. But like, which I feel like I should pr- good. probably cling to that. Yeah. And not focus on just how bad like the idea is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing that we we would say about. Hurricane Helms back in the day. I mean, he made that he made the hurricane a lot more entertaining than it should have been, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, you know, we do have to remember sometimes that, like, yeah, this is technically a kid show that we watch. So, like, that's that's right up in the alley. Like, there 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 are some people out there because there are not there are more now, but for the longest time there wasn't a lot of positive uh, female superhero characters. And so, like, there'll be some people that'll, you know, some young women or, or some young boys that'll look at that and be like, look, this is, it's super Nikki. Like, I, I want that fucking action figure. And like, oh, she's my favorite now and stuff like that. So, uh, at least with that, cool. Uh, it won't be for any of us, I don't feel, feel like. But I, I don't even have a problem with, like, the idea of, like, her being that kind of character Mm -hmm. i just feel like there's a more subtle way to go about it than just like put her in like a a cheesy fucking superhero outfit from the 80s like yeah i mean like i'm i'm happy that she's in like fucking skin tight short pants because yeah but (laughs) like yeah, man, like it, it, it could look a lot better, and and it doesn't make any sense either because like she's still just Nikki Cross, you know, and it's like right. she's got a butterfly in her stomach. So you're like, are you butterfly girl now, or are you like diva girl, or no, no, she doesn't have a superhero name. She's just Nikki Cross. And I guess an underrated aspect of this is that she's been on TV for like a month straight. Yeah, which might be a record for her. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, also, I forgot to mention during our goods, honorable mention good Rhea's top. Oh, as always. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just just like uh, just like Roman Reigns is always the honorable mention on on SmackDown's goods. Rhea's top always the honorable mention. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, anything else to say about uh, Nikki Cross or Raw in general? Um. We didn't really touch on it, but the the Hell in a Cell match was fun. Despite the fact that it didn't need to be in Hell in a Cell, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think Xavier Woods is a better wrestler than, like, maybe... I th- Or a better way to put it is because he is so frequently in tag matches and doing things of little consequence, I think we sleep on how good he is. But, yeah. Like, he's, 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 he's entertaining, and I'd, I'd like to see him get, like, a mid-card singles run at some point. Maybe while Kofi's doing the go mm-hmm. for the world title thing, like throw throw him against Sheamus. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's it is interesting because um, of the three of them, obviously we know what Kofi can do as a singles competitor, 
Um, we knew what Big E could do because he was a singles guy before getting with New Day, but like Xavier Woods debuted with the New Day. So we we haven't ever really seen a sustained uh, singles run, so I would be interested. And he was good in, in Impact uh, as con- Consequences Creed. So, yeah. all right. I think that's going to just about do it for us here. Um, we don't have anyone to do our normal smack your ass row, so I guess that falls on John to do. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, smack your ass row next week. Next week? Yes. Next week. Bye bye. Unless we decide to suddenly change uh, change to <laughs> our twice a month format that I'm pushing for. There you go. Bye bye. See what harm you can do. Hey, yo. No, no. No, Take what's mine. They're just too frail. You can't beat me. You ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me. You ain't got no chance in hell. No, no. Take what's mine. You're just too frail. You can't beat me. You ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me. You ain't got no chance in hell. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs> <laughs>